I'm going to put you on the spot staying on hockey, but can you give like a Tony impression? Like Tony's calling you, <laughs> shooting from the blue line, scoring a goal. Like yeah. what would that sound like? Like Ole Julian Birvik home scores. Yeah. Ole Uland scores from blue line. You're going to have right. to learn that one and start calling yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to write that. Scores <laughs> <laughs> from the blue line, I said. That's awesome. Monsters fans, back to another edition, the latest edition of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by our friends at CoinEver. Get paid in crypto. Visit jointcoinever.com. Tony Brown back with you here as always, joined by my co-host Nicole Del Villano. And Nicole, got a lot to talk about here. Uh, our guest today, a really good one. I'm excited mm-hmm. to share with you guys uh, a conversation with the one and only Oli Julian Bjergvik Holm. And uh, I think we all learned a little something from this chat. I know. Definitely uh, learned some new things about him, some new things about a new language. I don't know how much of the language stuff's going to stick, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and transcribe <laughs> it and then study it to even understand what I was hearing there. write it down. But uh, Norwegian seems like something that's probably not going to be sorted out by us this year, but still fun to learn and uh, great to catch up with a guy who's uh, really taken a big step, in my opinion, this year uh, in his you know partial second, but really first full uh, season in the American Hockey League. So so that's coming up. Conversation with Oli Julian Bjergvik, Cole Monsters defenseman. I, I thought a good place to start, uh, though, today on this episode, Nicole, would be to run down some of the transactions. I mean, I say some of them. There have been just insane amounts of transactions for the Monsters this year. Currently, seven guys up with the Columbus Blue Jackets, although the Monsters, as we're recording this during morning skate prior to the Monsters game against Rochester on uh, the 1st of December here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, the Monsters got a couple of guys back, and they're really big additions. Billy Sweezy sent down Brent and Gaunt set down. Uh, Gaunt's had been up for uh, well, just shy of a month, maybe three weeks or so. Sweezy, uh, a little bit shorter than that. But those are two really important players that Cleveland gets to uh, use tonight against Rochester. Yeah, it'll be nice to see them get back into the lineup. I know uh, Gaunt's coming back, switches up some of the lines we've been seeing, but it's been uh, offensively everyone's sort of clicking pretty well, so I'm curious to see how it keeps going. Yeah, just to run down who's all up with Columbus right now, those three defensemen that are so key for Cleveland have been up with the Blue Jackets since the last time the Monsters played Rochester. That was back on Veterans Day on November 11th. That's Bjork, Christensen, and Bayreuther. Uh, also, Daniil Tarasov up with the Jackets right now. Trey Fix, Wolanski, Carson Meyer. Uh, who am I forgetting here? Tim Burney was mm-hmm. just called up the other day. So the list is is long there and, and so many key players. But the Monsters do have Emil Bemstrom now back. He played a couple of games against Toronto in that home-and-home home last weekend. And we mentioned Gaunts and Sweezy. Those are big additions. Two other big additions, though, on the uh, back end for Cleveland. Brendan Miller signed a PTO, experienced guy mostly in the ECHL, but he was with Iowa previously. And then this is a really big signing for Cleveland, Nicole, I think. Brandon Davidson, veteran of the uh, American League and the National Hockey League, signs an AHL deal, and his first game as a monster is against his old team that he was with just a few days ago, Rochester. Literally just a couple days ago, they released him from his PTO, and we signed him pretty quickly. So I that was one thing I found amusing while doing the notes. I was like, maybe he just came with the team at that point. <laughs> Definitely, and it's an adventure that he's had this year. He actually signed
signed. I talked to him uh, a couple of days ago at practice. He he signed in the KHL and then went over there and, and, you know, ended up coming back before he played any games. Catches on with Rochester on a PTO, but now uh, an AHL deal for him. And this was funny. Uh, he's actually, so he was an original draft choice of Edmonton back in 2010, I believe. So he played with Mark Letestu, Monsters assistant coach back in the day. So great to have another veteran in the room. That's always welcome. Yeah, especially on uh, the defense, you know, I feel like that's an area where we have a lot of guys up with Columbus right now and definitely helps to get um, some experience back there, especially with uh, Dylan Simpson out at the moment, too. Yeah, you said it. A lot of rookies, too, in the defensive core this year with Kanazko and Juracek and Ole, and the list goes on there. So great to have a, a steady hand on the back end. He'll wear number eight and this thanks to you a great stats note here well why don't you go ahead and share he is the 400th player to make uh, an appearance in a monsters jersey in franchise history so little fun fact there yeah that's crazy so i did the i did the math there so that means the monsters over roughly 15 and a half we'll call it seasons averaging 28 guys on the roster per year that's lower than i thought because in recent years we've had some seasons with uh you know like 35 40 players feels like a lot more uh, yeah so um <laughs> that's pretty cool so uh that's a trivia question of the day right there brandon davidson 400th guy to wear a monsters uniform in club history well without uh, further ado let's get right to our conversation with ole julian bjergvik home native of oslo norway uh scandinavia huge hockey region right with the uh Finns, the swedes etc but uh you know norway maybe not uh, as many players but some really good players have come out of there over the years and the latest or one of the latest definitely ole julian bjergvik home so we're We'll take a break now, but when we come back, we'll chat with Oli here on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Coinever. Get paid in crypto. Visit joincoinever.com. Welcome back, everyone, on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Coinever. Get paid in crypto. Visit joincoinever.com. Alongside Nicole DelVolano here, Tony Brown, joined by Oli Julian Bjergvik home today. Oli, thank you so much, man, for taking a few minutes. It's uh, great to sit down with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Okay, well, I I don't know where else we could start other than your home country of Norway, okay? I want to talk a little Norwegian hockey right off the bat here. First of all, we know there are lots of great Norwegian players in the NHL over the years, like Matt Zucker comes to mind among many other guys but when you were a kid growing up in in Oslo there who sort of were you watching who are you rooting for um, whether it be in the NHL or any of the other European leagues yeah obviously Matt Zuccarello in the Rangers at the time um, he, he was someone I looked up to it's not a lot of hockey players coming from Norway so you watch watch him and you watch just uh, the teams you like and the top guys so uh, I, I grew up watching Zuccarello we sat up at night and and follow along <laughs> But, yeah, uh, hockey's not huge in Norway. It's more like cross-country skiing or downhill skiing. Everything with skis on, really. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Uh, yeah. So, so like, did you do, uh, like, what other sports behind, besides hockey then did you play growing up? I know you were a soccer player, right? Yeah, just hockey and soccer. I okay. tried uh, handball for a bit, but it was uh, not I, my thing. I heard that's big. I studied in Ireland. We I had a Norwegian friend mm. while I was there, and she was huge on handball and explaining yeah. all that to me. So yeah. that was something big. Um, so it's funny because your questionnaire, you said you're a skilled soccer player, yeah. which is something <laughs> like sometimes I don't know what type of answers you guys are giving me yeah. if you're being sarcastic. But <laughs> obviously you are. So you played soccer well into 
like yeah. your childhood. Yeah, I played soccer till I was 14, and then I had to make a decision if I want to pursue hockey or, or soccer because I didn't really show up to practice when soccer because I had hockey practice. Uh, so I um, so the coach told me either you gotta play hockey full time or you gotta play soccer full time, and uh, I just liked hockey a little bit better and all the the friends I have there and you yeah. know the locker room culture. So I, I leaned towards that. So like, what position in soccer did you play? Like, what was your game like? Yeah, I was like midfield or a striker. Okay. Um, I could run up and down. The, just have uh, a lot of energy. So it's I too played. much running for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just going back to hockey for a minute, though. Like, so so you're growing up. You talked about watching the NHL, staying mm-hmm. up late at night, and all that stuff. But you know, were the other European leagues, uh, you know, things that you would follow? Would you watch the SHL or Liga or any of that, or was it mostly just the NHL? Mostly just the NHL, yeah. to be honest. That cool. was that was the big league for me. Nice. Yeah. Well, no league bigger than that mm-hmm. one. So that's that's a good one there. Uh, we thought we'd have a little fun here okay because uh so you you've been in north america now for quite some time right you came over uh what 15 something yeah like that? i first went over and over when i was 15 and then the next season yeah i played so 16 basically when i first moved over okay so we're gonna little two part here okay first yeah. of all let's talk about how you learned english because it's yeah. not your first language obviously yeah. there so at a young age you're far away from uh, your family and your support system and all that mm. What was it like, you know, kind of learning a new language and a new culture all at the same time as a young guy? It was definitely hard, definitely hard, because you learn, you learn a little bit in school, like to say hi, how are you, yeah, those basic things. But once I got, I went to school, had a little bit of trouble there the first couple of days, just getting used to everything and speaking, because I knew I could speak a little bit, but I didn't really have the confidence to speak. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just being around it every day, being like school at hockey rings talking with your teammates you you learn quick yeah i would imagine i have a question so obviously some of the guys in our room they're different languages but still they're trying to learn english as their second language do you have any like hints or tips that you give to them you see other people trying to learn english too uh just just listen first of all obviously and then try to speak as much as you can every day uh that that's my advice to that uh you're gonna um screw up sometimes but uh that's okay everyone knows it's not your first language so um just not be afraid to mess up sometimes yeah it's good advice here Mm -hmm. Uh, so i said we're gonna have some fun what i want to know is i want to learn some norwegian terms here okay like some (laughs) hockey terms some other stuff so nicole's got a few i've got a few let's start with some hockey here um how do you say like uh like goal how you know what's that in norwegian mole 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 okay okay spell that uh, M and then it's A with a dot over. Okay. And then L. Okay. Mole. 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 I like it. Okay. Yeah, he All scored right. a mole. <laughs> <laughs> what about like uh, power play? Uh, power play. Oh, so it's yeah. That's yeah, an easy okay. one. That's an, yeah, yeah, I can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Overtime? Uh, Overteed. 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 Okay. okay. This is kind of similar. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. What do you got? I'm going to put you on the spot staying on hockey, but can you give like a Tony impression? Like Tony's calling you <laughs> shooting from the blue line, scoring a goal. Like yeah. what would that sound like? Like Ole Julian Birbeck home scores. Yeah. Ole Ulan scores from blue line. You're going to have right. to learn that one and start calling yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Scores from the blue line, I said. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. We're talking here with Oli Julian Bjergvik. Home on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by CoinEver. Get paid in crypto. Visit joincoinever.com. Okay, let's uh, let's keep things moving along here a little bit. Talk about this season for you. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in this, right? Because so you were here with the Monsters during the COVID year. Right. And so you got a little taste of the AHL. But let's be honest, that was a totally different league that year mm. with the 
taxi squads and and everything. Yeah. Now you're back this year as as a rookie for your first full professional season. Right. Just what are the differences from that year? I mean, because you got a taste a little bit of it, but yeah. this year seeing the real thing in the American League. Yeah, I would just say like every game matters. In that COVID year, there was no playoffs. Yeah. So maybe guys were letting off a little bit. But yeah, everyone's going hard every game here, and the points matters. So. That's definitely a little bit different than uh, the COVID year. But, you know, like everyone's skilled. Everyone can shoot and move. Um, so I wouldn't say it's that much big of a difference. Uh, but, um, yeah. Um, what about uh, what about some of the maybe the more experienced players that you've been learning from a little bit this season? Of course, there's a lot of other good rookie players that you can relate to, especially in the back end with guys like Juracek and Kanazko in a similar situation mm-hmm. as you this year. But who are some of the older guys on the team that you've sort of leaned on a bit and, and learned from? Well, obviously, Simpson, our captain, he's been out for a while now. But uh, he's just a really easy guy to talk with and, and, and learn from. And he's got so much poise with the puck, which I really like to see. Um, uh, and some other guys, Billy Sweezy, the way he hits guys out there, is, yeah. it's really cool to watch, and that's something I want to take from. On the forward side, I would say uh, Trey Fixolansky. Yeah. He's a, obviously a really good guy off the ice, and uh, he, he can make something happen out there, that's for sure. Nice to have some young guys, too, on the team, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I know in the American League, sometimes you have guys, maybe their early 30s, who yeah. are in a different kind of part of their life you yeah. know have families and that sort of thing yeah. but a lot of young players uh so so i'd imagine it's it's a good year for a guy in your position yeah it's awesome we're really young and it's easy to get along with everyone and we have a lot of fun together playing video games and going to restaurants and stuff like that so uh it, it's a really good group of guys we have here this year and i like all my teammates and i'm just happy the way things are going right now what video games are you guys playing we're playing uh, call of duty it's uh okay. yeah. Warzone. it's called <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and uh, we're all sitting in our rooms and talking over the mic to each other <laughs> saying we have your back uh, oh come over here there's people here and yeah, it's, <laughs> well, it's fun to, get, to play you get you guys set up at the lair yeah the, the yeah. legion's lair yeah, i think it's good for team building yeah. too definitely like we're spending so, hours on over the mic together so. so so where do you rank like who's really good and then where do you rank uh, marcus bjork oh uh, really he's probably the best one and um, <laughs> uh, roman he's really good too nice. he likes to play he's always online uh, <laughs> <laughs> um how, like how like where do you rank are you are you up there or? i'm i'm up there i'm not the best but um i'm not bad either solid contributor yeah. <laughs> all right go ahead nicole sorry um you know so your path has been very interesting here like covid everything but even before that you committed to go to college right you were right. which college were you i committed when i was 16 to denver uh, university. Okay. So I know, again, that was another decision you had to make. It seems yeah. like your entire path has just been a whole bunch of decisions mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. what was, uh, like, what did you weigh between going into juniors and going into college that made you go towards juniors? So I was really excited about college. They also, they renovated the whole locker room in Denver for $3 million yeah. and the place looked awesome. And I was really excited to go there. And then I had a bunch of talks with my agent and we're thinking over more exposure in the OHL. And uh, there was a higher chance of getting drafted in the league like that. So uh, that's kind of what we were thinking, go to the OHL, trying to get drafted and sign a pro contract and maybe like the procedure could uh, go a little bit faster to 
pro hockey. Worked well, out well. Yeah, I was going to say, worked, <laughs> worked like a charm there for sure. Take us through that moment when you did get drafted by the Blue Jackets. I know there's a lot of anticipation. You're wondering on that day, will I get picked? Who's going to pick me? You know, it's like your career's all laid out in front of you that day. So take us through that day, that moment for you. I'm sure it's one you won't forget. Yeah, I had my family over. Uh, well, obviously I was with my family and then I had my buddies over, a few of my close buddies. Uh, and I was watching it really nerve-wracking. Uh, just waiting to see if I got picked or what round and where I'm going. Uh, ended up going with Columbus, and yeah. uh, that was really awesome. You know, with uh, the Norwegian guys playing there before, like uh, Espen Shampo Knutsen and um, Ola Kristen Tolvsen. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was really cool. You, you beat me to it. I was going to say, great Norwegian uh, sort of connections with the Blue Jackets, so I'm sure that was awesome. Um, okay, so next up here, Oli, we're going to wrap things up, and we really appreciate you taking the time here today. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for doing it. But Nicole has kind of our signature segment on the podcast. We call it the shootout. So she's going to hit you with three quick questions here uh, to wrap up, and we'll let you go. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So first question, if you did go to college, what were you going to major in? Uh, probably business. Okay. <laughs> Normal answer, typical <laughs> answer. Yeah, probably business. My school, um, a lot of the hockey players majored in Canadian studies. We were up by the border, and there was a Canadian <laughs> studies major, so that's what we had a chunk of players major in up there. I, I did take one history of Canada class yeah. when I was wow. at the University of Vermont. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. um, second question is, what is a holiday tradition for you and your family? Uh, obviously Christmas, and we celebrate um, uh, Easter too. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you do with them that when you think of Christmas, you think of like this moment? The dinner yeah. with my family and opening presents after. We <laughs> So we open uh, presents after the dinner, not in the morning like you right. guys do. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That sounds better. So what's on the what's on the menu for Christmas dinner there? Tell us some of the Norwegian staples here. Uh, we have turkey and mashed potatoes, vegetables. Nice. Um good sauces yeah yeah okay and then give us really quick too since we're on the topic give us a merry christmas in norwegian please that means merry christmas everybody okay Okay. awesome okay Okay. sweet all right and then last question so obviously you've had a lot of choices in your career what is a piece of advice you'd give kids growing up looking to play hockey just uh, if you have a passionate for it and you really like doing it, just put in more uh, more work than everybody else and you're going to see results over time. That's great. Yeah. Outwork, uh, you know, show you want it more, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, Oli, thank you so much, man. Really good job today yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, great to learn a little bit more about uh, your native country there, too. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. back everyone on the monsters i view podcast presented by coin ever get paid in crypto visit joincoinever.com with nicole delvolano tony brown back with you capping off uh, a nice chat there with Oli julian bjergvik home I, I thought it was so interesting to hear uh, you said it during that that conversation all the choices he's had yeah. to make all the pivot points he's had to make in his career you know every guy takes their own path but he's had his options and they've all led here to cleveland so it was interesting to hear about that yeah and for a young guy too and a lot of those choices came when he was young like 
14, 15, deciding to come over to North America, you know, deciding whether or not to go to college. Uh, I can't imagine making some of those big life choices, but like we kept telling him it really paid off. Like, look at where he got to. So, uh, so I'm glad, glad his choices led him here. Yeah. And uh, led him to an organization in Columbus that has, like we talked about there, a rich history of Norwegian players. Mm-hmm. Not every uh, team can say that. So that was pretty cool there. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was 15 years old, the idea. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to make like, any of those decisions. I, what was I doing? I don't even <laughs> right. want to know what I was up to when I was 15 years old. And uh, to think, you know, you're across the world, away from your family, trying to follow your dream of being a pro athlete. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I think fans sometimes don't think about all the long and winding roads these guys have taken to get here to the American Hockey League. So yeah. really cool to talk to Ole. And not to mention, what a nice kid, huh? Yeah, yeah, he really was. Just so <laughs> polite. You could tell he relaxed throughout the thing. So it was nice to chat with him a bit. All right. Well, thanks, Nicole, for your uh, great work on another episode here. And uh, we'll wind it up again in a couple of weeks. So thanks again. Yeah. All right. That's Nicole Delvolano. I'm Tony Brown. Big thank you to Ole Julian Bjergvik home for joining us. And thanks to you most of all for listening. This has been the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Coinever. Get paid in crypto. Visit joincoinever.com. So long, everybody. Thank you.